All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, today, um, right now, I have a breaking news that I wanted to actually wait before I had uh, actual resources to say this, and it seems like basically everyone's confirming it. Venom is a success, and that's, that's amazing. That's something nobody expected. Believe it or not, right now, Venom has topped 80 million in its opening weekend. This is a much higher number than what was expected of the movie. I remember at one point they said 100 to 150. I don't know why. But then after the reviews, they said, oh, crap, this is going to bomb. This is going to go as high as 60, at least. Then they said 70. Now the movie topped 80. That's an amazing feat for Venom. It's like saying, shut the hell up. Now, before I reveal the next big surprise of the Venom movie, I heard... And I saw at Cinema Score that the movie has a B plus rating. B plus, only a little bit less than A minus. This is amazing. This means that people seriously enjoyed this movie. Seriously did. And that is one hell of a thing. While the critics just wanted to say bad about the movie that yeah this movie sucks it's terrible it doesn't have anything it's mostly like 90s movies apparently people love this idea and apparently people love tom hardy venom everything this is just amazing b plus holy shit now something else that is seriously surprising the next next surprise in this is that the movie uh, movies opening weekend internationally is 208 million that's a lot for a movie that seriously was panned by critics. Now, before I continue with this, there's a few things we need to analyze. Well, first things first, congratulations to Venom. They basically made all their money back. <laughs> and Sony's probably happy. Everything from here on out is profit. I mean, 100 million budget, if we'll say, I don't know, 25 million marketing, they still made a profit right now. And they're ripping it going forwards. Now, this is an amazing achievement for Venom, but many things need to be analyzed. First of all, why did it actually become a success? Aside from having amazing action sequences and great portrayal of Venom itself, I think one of the reasons was that people actually like Tom Hardy. Any movie that he's in, people want to see. They, they're interested in it. And that's a big bonus for any movie that has Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is a recognized celebrity, so people do want to see his movies. Now, why did I think this was a good movie to begin with? I'm not saying Venom was a bad movie. In my own personal opinion, I think that Venom is a good movie, but it has a lot of flaws. Now, it seems like people don't really care about the flaws. They care about the action. And Venom is not a movie that doesn't have action. It has a lot of it. It's very funny sometimes. It's hilarious at times. And it just works. It really, really works for some reason. And this is what makes it really crazy. This is a movie that you watch and you enjoy. If you ignore the plot, if you turn your brain off and say, okay, I'm just going to enjoy everything else, you're going to have a great time. But if you're going to think too hard about the story and things like that, you're going to be bothered very much. So I think most people going into this movie, they didn't expect a lot of story. I have to think that basically we have to thank Marvel Cinematic Universe for this. 
MCU stories most of the time are nonsensical and basically nobody cares about them. Aside from Phase Three's final movies, every other Marvel movie didn't have a good story. Solo movies, basically, they didn't have any good story. They were really cliches. The origins, the uh, villains, everything. So that's why the, I think most people are thinking like, okay, screw the stories. We don't care. It's too convoluted. Let's just enjoy the plot. Sorry, the action. So, yeah, good shot, Venom. You bet it on the right side. Now, the next thing that needs to be thought about is that is the movie going to hold up this kind of box office uh, prowess until the next weekend? This is something that's very important. If the movie falls like 50%, it's done for. It won't make that much profit. But at the same time, we have to remember that movies like Deadpool and Suicide Squad, even though, you know, one of them had terrible um, critic score, the other had a really good one, they both had amazing um, audience scores, and they went on to actually gain a lot of money. This means that people actually like this anti-hero movies, so they are definitely going to give Venom a chance. Now, does this mean that Venom is not going to sell more than it's supposed to i actually think that it is possible for it to continue selling if suicide squad is anything to go by a movie that wasn't that good to begin with the plot the editing it was actually very visible that so many things had changed in the editing room but the action and the characters were so charismatic that you basically wanted to see it again i still sometimes do simply watch it because of margot robbie and will smith that's a big bonus for a movie, that you watch it for simply two characters. So, Venom, I think it has that kind of charm. Even though it doesn't have anything to be proud of that much except for only a handful of stuff, this simple charisma can take it a long way. And given the fact that there is no competition for it right now, even A Star is Born made almost half of what Venom did this opening weekend in USA, I think that... Venom is going to just go on. People have no other movie to watch. So maybe, yes, maybe the movie will drop 40%, 50% in the next weekend. That's inevitable. It happens to every movie. But I'm willing to think that even though if it falls, it will still sell really well and it will keep that uh, momentum going. Even if it falls 50%, I'm sure that it will not fall any further, not as bad as 50 in the upcoming weeks. So the movie will definitely go on as powerful as possible. So I think the movie is going to turn up a profit for Sony. It already did, but Sony wants a big one. I'm thinking that they need at least 50, sorry, 500 million to actually consider this a success. I also think 500 million is a very reasonable thing to think, considering that this movie um, has opened on, you know, just like the... Uh, other MCU movies in the solo terms, so I think that, yeah, this movie should be able to make 500. If it doesn't, then it's a disappointment. Number three, what can we say about the Spider-Verse going forward and the Venom sequel? I think as much as Sony wants to make Spider-Verse work, um, the idea is that maybe they are waiting for this movie to actually turn up a profit before they move on completely. But however, this scene, this shows, if the second weekend shows good results, 
this shows that people are interested in a spider universe as well. And they are very much invested in anti-heroes. So that makes Sony happy. I think Sony is definitely banking on that and they want to continue it. But they need to see if this movie sells well, especially in the second weekend and internationally. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they're waiting right now. And they probably will continue with Spider-Verse. But if this movie bombs, then no, I don't think they're going to continue. Right now, the movie hasn't bombed. The movie's selling really well. But this needs to continue. If it doesn't, then I'm not sure if Sony wants to continue. Number four. What else can we actually understand from this <clears throat> score and everything? Does this mean that people still are interested in things like this? In superhero movies? Is there superhero fatigue going on? I think that there is not exactly superhero fatigue except for, you know, superhero rebranding every now and again. They're basically making, sometimes they're making the same movies with changed characters and stuff. This is not a good thing. This is a very terrible thing that keeps on going, especially with MCU, and nobody seems to call them out on it. In fact, they just go on and say, well, good job. If a movie sells 200 million internationally, it doesn't mean that there isn't a fatigue going on. It means that basically people are just watching it. There was a game I used to play on my mobile phone. It was this simulator where you had your own company and you made a product and it would sell. Sometimes, basically, that product would sell, like, really well. It wouldn't break any records of anything else, but it kept, kept selling on the same basis going forward. So it wasn't that high, that low. It was on the same expected rate. <clears throat> but once I changed things up and made a new product that was radically different, on a different level altogether, it suddenly sold much, much more. Now I later on checked that this game actually had an algorithm that worked on <clears throat> social analysis. The game's social behavior changed by a decade or things, and it was really exciting. If you put out so many superhero products out there, public would change their opinion about something else. They would say, okay, we want to see this thing. You could actually put out more superhero genre products out there, but people would not be as excited to buy. They would buy it, but they were not as excited. They had other interests. If you went towards that other interest, then it would sell much higher. This game was actually really amazing. I didn't you know, expect this from a mobile game, to be honest. I mean, most console games still don't have this kind of simulation. So... This just went on to show that, yes, people are definitely invested in different things like this. They would love to see new things <clears throat> and cool things that hasn't, has never been done before. And basically, yeah, they, they just want new things sometimes. They can watch the old thing, do the old thing, but sometimes they want new things and that can work. If today we have superhero movies, a lot of them, maybe they're craving something else. Maybe they're craving animes. And maybe they want to watch that in the cinemas. Maybe they want to watch more drama. Maybe more comedy. Maybe some new genre that hasn't been tackled in a long time. So yeah, this was, a, this was an accurate game in this regard. I loved it. 
great job to Kyrosoft for making this game. They actually implement this algorithm in every single game that they make. And it's really impressive. So, <clears throat> I'm really... Um, I'm really thinking about Venom in a positive way. I want to think about it in a positive way. But at the same time, I'm thinking that, well, Batman v Superman is another infamous mentionable that had a similar result. Batman v Superman had a B score from the audiences as opposed to, again, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. It also had 250 million opening weekend internationally. Pretty good numbers, not as good as they should be. But this movie tanked terribly. Is this going to happen to Venom in any way? That's seriously hard to say. Well, basically, if people are just comparing them, keep in mind that <clears throat> Batman v Superman had a much bigger budget, had much bigger characters, and was supposed to sell much more. They had to sell like 400 million at least. In the opening. So. I don't know. I'm not going to say that this is going to go like Batman v Superman. But Batman v Superman did turn up a profit. As minimal as it was. It did turn up a profit. Not every, everything that we all expected it to. But still a profit. So. <clears throat> even if it. Sorry for clearing my throat so much. So, uh, so even though if. Venom sells something like you know south of this movie like 600 million it's still a victory for sony they spent much less on venom they are now kind of going into overdrive promoting the movie as they have to since they're saying that it's selling well but i don't think that sony expected this movie to actually sell this well now another thing did was sony actually right for making the movie pg-13 or wrong this is not something that I can basically applaud them or basically just tell them that you guys suck. Not making the movie R-rated. I'm not sure that it made movies sell well. Deadpool was R-rated, Logan was R-rated, they both sold really well, Deadpool 2 even sold well. So, no, you cannot say that Venom needed PG-13. On the other hand, PG-13 was an option that basically made the movie available to many, many more people. Basically children. So, does this mean that Sony needed this PG-13? Seeing the cut that I've seen from the R-rated, actually bits and pieces that were removed, I think that if the R-rated version was released to the public and promoted throughout much sooner... R-rated version would have been much more successful, in my opinion. But PG-13 and its promotion was really careful. They chose a specific scenes, they chose uh, specific characters to show, and they were really careful with this promotion. So, I cannot go out and say that this was a wrong move either. It was a good move, good job for Sony and basically director and the actors so pg-13 is not exactly a bad choice but it's not a good choice either we don't know if this was a good one or a bad one maybe the r-rated would have sold well maybe pg-13 would have sold much better as it is right now we don't know this is a dilemma we cannot judge now another thing 
Was Sony right to... Now, was Sony right to scrap Amazing Spider-Man 3 altogether? Seems to me Sony was actually wrong. I have said this many times. If Sony didn't interfere with Amazing Spider-Man 2, the movie would have sold much, much more and be more successful. Now, this is the problem with this Sony and studio interfering. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 actually sold well for itself. 700 million is not a bad number. They expected 1 billion for some reason. And I don't know why, but still 700 is not bad. Yes, it's much less than everything in the series, but still not bad. So learn from your mistakes, make a better one instead of just scrapping it all together. Doesn't make sense to scrap everything. Sony, why? This is why I think that Sony failed with Amazing Spider-Man 2. They just they just didn't see that it was their fault to begin with. That's the problem. Second thing, they just gave up way too easy. Third thing, if you had released an original cut of the movie like everyone else, the movie would have been much more popular in the home sales and you would have turned a good profit. Now... I'm thinking that maybe they were too quick to destroy Amazing Spider-Man 3 right off the bat. Though, I'm not sure that they weren't wrong either. Maybe they were right. Having that kind of a Norman Osborn with a severed head is a terrible image to behold. And I didn't really want to see a Green Goblin like that. I liked Harry's Green Goblin. He really, you know, Chris Dunn actually played really well into the role. So... I would have loved to see that continue. However, we can't see that anymore. But maybe there is a chance, actually. Given the success of Venom and the fact that Spider-Man's contract is up after a Far From Home, it's very possible that Sony might just boost past the origins and just go straight to Sinister Six, just as have as they have been building towards it from Homecoming and probably far from home right now. I'm looking forward to that kind of thing happening. I'm looking forward to seeing Carnage and everyone. And basically, I don't know. I just feel like maybe Amazing Spider-Man 3 was uh, cut off the uh, basically blocking chop (laughs) way too soon. It went to blocking chop in an instant. So... Venom is a success for now. Even though people wanted to ruin the movie, basically those who wanted to stories born to succeed, they wanted to see this movie fail, they failed at their attempt. And this makes it a happy occasion. So let us just wait until the next opening next weekend to see if this movie continues to sell well. As it stands, this movie doesn't have that much competition to begin with. And strong word of mouth will help the movie to maybe, maybe dip as low as 30 or 20% in the next weekend. Very unlikely, but also very much possible. So, ladies and gentlemen, this was the Venom portion of the side of things. And let's just hope that Venom actually turns up a profit to see it back and much better than this one 
Now let's talk about some other thing that I have been basically associating it next to Venom when I talk about things. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yay! So I went to Steam. The Steam has a very good um, rule that doesn't allow you to rate or review a game if you didn't, if you haven't bought it. So I checked the reviews. There are many reviews that have played the game for maybe half an hour or even, you know, basically... Uh, 20 minutes and they're just reviewing it badly i didn't count those i just looked past now there are some people who gave really bad reviews about it they all said that the game itself is enjoyable the common opinion is that the game has a good story it has a good gameplay not exactly uh, terrific as you might expect not bad either same as Origins, maybe a little bit improved. The quests are nice, everything. But there is a big problem that just destroys this game's score from 9 to 5. So this is what bothered me. How did critics not notice this? How did Power Picks not notice this? Was their version any different? So Power Picks actually said that getting to level 50 is not difficult. You can actually sit in his trophy guide. He just says it's not difficult. He says by the end of the story, you'll be at level 45. I have heard from many people that this is not the case. In fact, the Steam reviews say that there is a feature in the game. It's called Time Savers. Wink, wink. That basically with that and paying 10 bucks, $10 extra from what you already paid for, you can just brush past every difficulty by leveling up quickly. This is, this is not good. Time savers? Really? This is the same fiasco that got EA in trouble. Time savers. Come on. So Ubisoft for some reason thought that this is a good idea to begin with. I cannot believe this. So for some reason, they included microtransactions in the game. You pay $10 for extra XP throughout the rest of the game. Maybe Ubisoft thinks that $10 is not that much, but to us gamers, it's an insult. This means your game is shitty to begin with. So, holy shit. I have to pay 10 extra bucks to play the game in a better way? Many people will say, so don't pay it, it's not necessary. But if the game is a huge grind, if it is, if progress is locked behind um, a big wall then yes you have to pay if you want to because otherwise for example you want to go to a level and as far as I've heard there's a level requirement so if you can't reach a level level requirement you have to do a lot of side quests and you run out of side quests so you have to grind I'm not gonna do that the only other game I did grind for was Witcher 3 and that game had amazing level up uh, system it was completely reasonable it made you actually work for it in a good way it wasn't a grind in not a terrible grind anyway you worked for it and you saw the results that was a good grind but then this assassin's creed thing really this is one of the biggest problems people have with this that's why the game currently has a 7.1 rating on Steam. Mostly positive. So, 
This doesn't stem that far from PS4 rating of 6.7 or Xbox One's 5. People are seriously unhappy about this microtransaction thing. Now, does this mean is the game a bad game? Is it a good game? As far as I can tell, people are happy with the game. They like it. They're not saying that it's perfect, but they say that it is enjoyable. However, many people say that it's not exactly Assassin's Creed anymore. It's something else. But at the same time, it's very enjoyable. That's good. So, if Ubisoft decides to turn off these microtransactions completely and make the progress more um, reasonable, does this mean that people will buy it? I don't know. As it stands now, I don't have any information on how much the game has sold. But it stands to reason that the game probably has sold well. And unfortunately, Ubisoft never really looks that much for its games to, you know, expect it that much to sell um, so that, you know, they do away with these microtransactions. One of the reasons can be, for example, Watch Dogs 2. They didn't expect that game to sell that much, and yet they didn't fix the problems. Or Ghost Recon Wildlands. I don't know how much that game sold, but definitely nowhere near as Rainbow Six Siege. Or every Assassin's Creed game. As much as uh, I want to basically <laughs> say that Ubisoft won't fix these problems, I think they have to. For one thing... They want people to keep coming back to Assassin's Creed until six months later so they can play all of the expansions, which is a lot. Six months is too much. Spider-Man is actually having episodes every month. That's much better than waiting, you know, three months than three months. I don't know how much it's going to take for the Atlantis one to come, but if they're expecting to wait six months, then this means the other one is taking much longer. Why? You have, a, you have so many studios, Ubisoft. Work on it. So, now this is the problem. If, if Ubisoft wants people to keep coming back to this, this means the game, first of all, has to sell well. Secondly, how did they think this kind of microtransaction helps a game sells? Did they think that, you know, if they make microtransaction, people are going to buy more of the game? Or spend more? Really? I didn't spend a dollar on Assassin's Creed Origins. I had some Helix points. And I spent those to buy some armor, I think, or sword, I'm not sure. But it was my Helix points that I had. So, yeah, screw you, Ubisoft, I never paid extra. <laughs> or I think there were some treasure maps, I'm not sure. So, I don't really think people are going to pay for something that should have been done correctly. Now, the second thing that really bothers me is, does Ubisoft... Did Ubisoft actually change the review discs and data? Because people and the reviewers basically apparently didn't have this problem. So it's weird. Is it like another Battlefront 2 situation? Did Ubisoft not learn from that? I don't know. It's just too weird. So let's all hope that this is not the case. Let's all ho hope that they are going to change this. They're going to work harder for this, and they make a good impression. I'm definite that if they change this microtransaction thing, the review scores, user scores will go even higher. And 
apparently some reviewers, based on what I've seen, did notice that the game has a very slow progression, but decided not to give the game a bad score. Why? I mean, sure, it's a very bad thing as a reviewer to, you know, be that emotional to suddenly change the score from 8 or 9, uh, you know, to as low as 5 or 6. It's a pity move. But at the same time, there must be something. Like, for example, IGN gave Prey 4 because it had game-crashing bugs. It's understandable. If the game is not supposed... is not able to finish because of this bug, you cannot finish the game because of those bugs, and it keeps deleting your save, corrupting your save, I'm also going to give it a low score regardless. But if they fix it, I'm going to change it. So this is what Ubisoft must do. And everybody else, give this game a low score temporarily so that they fix these problems, make it as an incentive to do it. Not sure if Ubisoft is going to abide by this, and I hope for everyone out there who has this game, please don't go to the Time Savers tab. Don't buy. Don't even buy $1 of uh, content, nothing. Don't do it unless you, you know, until Ubisoft learns its lesson that they cannot force people to buy microtransactions. Thank you for joining us. This was a surprise for me that Venom did this well and Assassin's Creed also <laughs> had this fiasco going for it. Thank you guys and I hope that tomorrow I'll be able to do the Spider-Man review. The reason I didn't post it today is that simply, well, there were two episodes already. And I'm not sure how many episodes do people like in a day to listen to. If they like a lot, then I'm going to make a lot but if you guys are okay with two episodes per you know day or a few days in the... so i'm okay with that but if you like more all right i'll find things to say um thank you guys for joining us again and i'll hope i'll see you guys tomorrow and i'll finally be able to basically give out this episode for spider-man review <laughs> but uh see you guys very soon and thank you for joining